everyone, I'm Jessica, the founder of Ren Africaine. Welcome to the Ren Africaine Show. Knowledge is power, and our mission is to empower and educate black women on how to look and feel like their best selves. Also, we want to celebrate the greatness of black beauty entrepreneurs because audacious black is beautiful. Welcome back to another episode of the Ren Africaine Show. This is season two. It's Jessica and I'm your host. Today on another episode of the Ren Africaine Show, we have here with us Doing. Hi, my name is Doing Afalabi. I'm the founder of Didi Beauty Co. Um, Didi Beauty Co. is a cosmetics company founded in 2018 in Africa. And we've been one of the fastest growing um, since 2018, we were initially called Beauty Line by Didi, and we just rebranded in November. And now we have two branches, one in Africa and one in America. And we just recently uh, acquired a smaller business um, based in the United States as well. Have you always been passionate about makeup or did you just fall into the beauty business? Um, I would say I'm a very uh, creative person. I like to, you know, use my hands. I would say I'm an entrepreneur, so makeup just, I just fell into beauty, right? Aside that, my dad has always been a lover of anything, skin, hair, beauty. Um, so it's either you're asking for money to look beautiful or you're asking for money for books. It has to be one of it. Um, so I pretty much um, grew up with a lot of beauty products around the house and magazines and beauty pills, stuff like that. Interesting. And like, how has the journey been so far? Has it been difficult um, navigating the Nigerian and African markets? I would say, I mean, in any business, there are ups and downs, but I would say that I've had a pretty fantastic and interesting journey um so far yeah what is your beauty routine so i'm not someone that would say oh i stick to um this 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 all the time i'm pretty traditional so i've always been a lover of black soap from obomasho nigeria and i pretty much use organic traditional stuff like for example i don't i know this is very weird but i don't use toothpaste i use tooth powder that is locally made from overstate because i feel like that works for me and in terms of like um using all the um, top brands and skincare i figured out that over time um it doesn't really work for me so i always go back to my black soap and maybe bio oil or shea butter and all of that stuff but by the time i start to use like um kales and all of that stuff i start to get rashes so yeah so you just keep it really simple yeah keep it really simple so this or that lip gloss or lipstick lip gloss cream blush or the powder powder makeup or skincare (laughs) makeup (laughs) Liner or mascara? Mascara, for sure. Soft glam or full glam? Soft glam. Dewy or matte? Dewy. Skin tint or foundation? Foundation. A face toner or mist? Mist. 
because I mean, you use these products for skin prep, right? When people do makeup, do you think you would ever go into producing skincare? Yes, um, actually, I have been testing products for about two years now. Wow! Um, I have a lot of Korean, Korean and manufacturers um, that have gotten samples from. So I've been using those products, but I haven't really seen the effect. So that's I usually test products on myself and my friends for a very long time before I decide to launch. Mm, so you're not satisfied with it yet. No, I'm not satisfied. I need to see that this is working. I'm not just going to put, oh, it looks like it's doing something and then throw it into the market. No, it doesn't work that way. That is very good. Product development, a lot of R&D goes into it and people underestimate how much work goes into it and how many years it can take uh, to form a brand. That's why I wanted to ask you, what advice would you have for anyone that wants to go into manufacturing? And, you know, you said your journey hasn't been terrible, but what is like one thing you would say to anyone that wants to go into, you know, production? So for anyone that wants to go into production, first of all, it's why are you producing that particular product? Why do you want to manufacture that particular product? Is there a gap in the market? Because that's pretty much how I started. There was a gap in the market. Is there a gap in the market? Are you fulfilling a need for that product in the market? Those are the things that you need to consider before going into production. Are you solving a problem? Not because, oh, everybody's doing skincare right now. I also want to do skincare. I want to produce. Or everybody's making money because for a very long time, that was the situation with most brands in the Nigerian industry. It's like everybody was making money from beauty. And then we saw a lot of celebrities were having um, beauty brands. They were manufacturing at the time. And I, I, I can't remember if they still exist. I don't, wow. I don't know. I don't think they exist right now. Yeah. Oh, for, no. for real. They don't. I don't know where they are. I've not heard about them in a very long time. So is there a gap? Why are you doing this? Can you provide a solution before you get it? Because it's a lot of work. I recently just launched our eyeliners and mascaras and they've been in production for almost two years for just eyeliners and mascaras. And it's not because, oh, like we didn't have money or whatever, because we had over $6,000 tied down. They got the product at first, so our manufacturers got the right formula at first. But by the time they sent like the final sample, it was trash. Wow. And then it was trash for the next 10 samples they kept sending because they didn't want to refund the money. So they kept working on it. So it's going to be a lot of money tied down if you don't get the formulas right. It's, it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of research. At some point, I'm like, I need to research the formula and know what everything is doing one by one so that I can tell them what to adjust because they couldn't get it anymore. So it's a lot of work. That's what I'll say. Do you think um, a lot of passion goes into it? If you're not- yeah, it's a lot of passion because I easily could have just canceled it and said, you know what, use this money and let's make another product. But 
I just wanted to get that eyeliner right. Mm. I just wanted to get it. I just needed to feel the need for that eyeliner in the market. The need for that mascara, I really wanted it. So I just kept going. Wow, that's a lot of perseverance and dedication. Also, I think that, and that goes back to if you're looking to get into skincare, because I mean, the market is getting quite saturated in the sense that everybody is jumping into skincare, into makeup. And if you're looking for a quick buck or you just want to make quick cash or quick money, mm-hmm. it may not be for you. It's a long-term business. Yeah, it is. And like you said, you probably would end up closing down out of frustration if you're in it just to make quick money. Exactly. You started in 2018. How were you able to, you know, get the capital to start up? Okay. My story is actually very interesting and it's a bit spiritual, but let's see. started in 2018. I had a bit of free time on my hands and... Actually, I started as a makeup artist, a regular makeup artist, because my HR at the time was like, oh, your makeup looks good. You should um, start makeup on the side. So I started makeup. And then I realized that a lot of young women at the time and young men actually were going into makeup. But then everyone was so focused on being a makeup artist and nobody was trying to get those makeup products into Nigeria because then we only had a few makeup brands then and I tried to get my makeup box my makeup kit everything from the US and it was ridiculous with import tariffs and shipping it to Nigeria and clearance and all of that so I started to manufacture makeup products I started with a friend of mine and we took a loan from a microfinance bank for 250k at 24% interest rate. Wow, that is high. By the time, yes, by the time we paid that money back, we had nothing left. It was no money left. And I think we just had like two boxes of lashes left. We started with lashes. My brother was living with me at the time and he was working. You know, you're living with me, your work is like 10 minutes, you know, work. I was like, you don't use your salary, can I have it, you know? And I took it off him. And I invested in beauty blenders and the beauty blenders blew up pretty fast and we started buying and buying. And I'm a kind of person like I'm not, a, I won't say I'm not, I, I will say I'm not a splodger, but like when I see nice things, I, I buy, I'm a planner. So I have a background in finance, investment banking. So I was doing investment banking on the side actually when I started makeup, right? So I'm a very good money manager. So I said, oh, give me that money. And then when the profit comes in, when revenue comes in, I throw everything back into the business. So we pretty much grew from there. And it was time to expand. So I started to buy lashes again. I was seeing somebody at the time that, you know, saw the way my business was doing. And he offered me, oh, take $500. And then I'll return $500 back in two weeks. I was like, okay, this is good. And it got to a point that it got to $5,000 that he had given to me. And I was like, okay, I have this much money. He doesn't need it. And then um, I invested in lipsticks at the time. In two weeks into investing into lipsticks, we had a fight and this guy was like, oh, I want all my money back. I'm like, "Uh, I literally just invested two weeks ago. How do you want me to get $5,000? And this guy was like, I don't care. So I did sales and then all the money went down. And when I returned it, but I still had products left that we attended an exhibition. And my mom actually came with me to that exhibition. That was where we made the bulk of money for the first time. I think we made 700,000 Naira. 
from wow. that exhibition. So I'm like, okay, yeah, good. We have money. I'm always at a million. And then I invested in our star product, which was the brow pencil brow gazim. Now brow gazim required millions of naira to invest. Why? Money that I have Why never seen in my life. Because from okay, 50 beauty blenders, from 50 um, lashes, from 50 lipsticks, they were now requesting for. 12,000 pieces to be manufactured. Were these your manufacturers? These were new manufacturers. Oh, wow. So that was like the minimum. That was the minimum. And we went back and forth for six months. I don't have, I cannot sell 12,000. I just kept going, telling them what I really needed to fulfill because there was a gap. I'm pretty dark skin. I'm like black, right? Mm. And the product in the market then wasn't going to even, like it was very ashy on my skin. And people in Nigeria were buying brow pencil for 6,000 naira. And Mark at the time, right? So I didn't even know Mark was 8,500. By the time I left investment banking, they gave me it's like a send-off gift, a Mark gift card. It was 5,000, right? So I told you my dad is a lover of makeup. So everything I've owned in terms of makeup until like, I left Afro Invest, which was my investment banking firm. I didn't buy because my dad used to buy everything. So I went to Mark thinking, okay, 5,000 Naira will buy me brow pencil. So I went to Mark and the brow pencil was 8,500. I'm like, what is going on in this country? Wow. Who is buying a brow? I cannot even afford a brow pencil and I'm in investment banking. Like, how are people surviving? So that was the question for me. You're working in investment it's banking a- in Nigeria, right? Yes, okay. in Nigeria. And then by the time I wanted to buy a Nigerian brow, because obviously I couldn't afford that brow pencil at Mark. So by the time I wanted to buy a Nigerian, it was 6500 And I'm like, no, how do people survive? How are people wearing makeup? So I was so passionate about getting a brow pencil that was very affordable mm. and was very, very good. Mm. So I went back and forth for six months. And they're like, okay, this is what we can do for you. You're going to pay 30% and um, there's 65 days or 75 Wait, days. You have to pay the balance. Okay, yeah. That's the funny thing is I actually found out about your brand from the brow pencil. A lot of makeup, because I use makeup artists, you know, when it's actually B and when like mm-hmm. events are going on. And I actually found out about your brow, brow pencil through Nigerian makeup artists. And I really liked it and I started buying it. And that's exactly how I came across beauty line by didi but why did you change the name right so like you said beauty line by didi i just felt like it was too long and we just needed to fit into the american market you know when you see like nike huda fenty and didi you know but beauty line by didi i just felt like it was too long so what is it now so it's didi beauty was it difficult changing um, your name and the trademark and the administrative aspect? Um, pretty much everything I feel like in the foreign market is easy. You do everything online, you're, you're fine. But in Nigeria, we had to like create a new brand entirely. And I think one thing that happened to us was we lost our Instagram page that same day at the 144,000. Oh my gosh. So we pretty much had to start from scratch. So I would say that it did really affect us because I have a B2B business model, which means that I sell 95% of my um, revenue comes from other businesses. I built like a foundation of distributors. So we have currently over 210 distributors worldwide. So we sell mostly to them. So our distributors are not on Instagram or anything like that. We don't get up as much retail 
from Instagram. So it didn't really affect us. The name change didn't really affect um, the Instagram page. Facebook, we also lost Facebook at the time. Didn't affect us as well. I, I mean, I'm grateful for that. And we have partnerships with Studio 24 and House of Tara. So like you can walk into the store and then just pick up the product. So, I mean, I was at a retail. We're not really invested in retail. So it, it wasn't really... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the business oh Yes. I, I feel like it's the best thing I could have done for my business. Mm, especially now, the way a lot of brands are springing up as well. Now you just have to focus on the production aspect and the manufacturing because the marketing and sales is a whole nother ball game. Yeah, it's a whole nother ball game. Um, it gives me time to actually focus on, like you said, marketing and strategy and whatever. Um, and marketing, we just recently started doing marketing for retailers. But at the same time, this is how it works when you're a distributor of the brand. Because I'm not going to like, so I had 12,000 brow pencils. I'm not going to sell 12,000. I can't sell 12,000. That's why I needed distributors. So when people come to the DMs, they call our phones or walk to this distributor in Ikeja or walk to this distributor in Yaba. It was just easier that way. I'm not a greedy person. I give my distributors a huge, a fantastic spread. So it just makes my life easy. That it just makes everything flow, it makes it easy for me and everybody working with me. On that note, you said something about how you were with seeing someone. So, is it safe to say that girls don't collect money from your boyfriend for your business? Not <laughs> <laughs> collect, though. are you sure? <laughs> No, obviously, because yes, correct. If, if you fight and they mm. want the whole business in their name, mm. <laughs> first of all, the business was not in his name, so yeah, I didn't even understand why he wanted to collect the business. You know, business was not in his name, it was just money. And everyone was like, Oh, don't give him the money back. I'm like, I beg, I beg, I don't want stress. Why did he say you shouldn't give him the money back when he was giving you the money? Was there an agreement you're gonna pay me nah. back? No, it was just, um, oh, okay, so there was scarcity at the time, FX scarcity, right? So, I didn't, this guy, it was American, and just moved to Nigeria, so obviously he had dollars to spend. So, he's like, oh, take the money, I'm not using it. So, take the money, I'm not using it. Oh, I, I didn't have a bank account, and I had a bank account, a dumb bank account. So, like, oh, put it in your account. Oh, you can use the money in your account. So, it was not like, oh, take this money, you have to give me back. It was nothing like that. It was very informal. But I, I don't like stress. I really don't like stress. I was like, well, pick. I don't want. <laughs> wow. Even if it meant like your business slowing down, you're just like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to give this back. Yeah. I did a lot of sales at the time. Like it was like, oh, the sale is ending this week. People will buy, buy, buy. Next week is a lie. I'll bring back the sale. There's nobody knew that I was trying to pay back <laughs> money, bro. I was doing a lot of sales and I paid it back in like a month. And I was free. It, it really allowed me to focus. So I wouldn't say don't take money. I would say take exactly what you need. So I've had people over the years offer me, oh, I have 30 million or I have 100 million. I don't need 100 million. I'm not going to take 100 million from you. So that's it. If, I feel like most businesses, when they have these investors throw money at them, they take more than they need. Then when you have too much cash flowing circulation in your business, you just feel the need to do this, do this, do this. It happened to a friend of mine that I bought over her business right now. When she wanted to take $20,000, I'm like, you don't need this money. She's like, oh, no, I'm going to buy eyeshadows. I'm going to manufacture this. I'm, gonna... I'm like, you do not need it. If you look at your cash flow, 
you would see that you actually have $20,000. You don't need to take $20,000. But she took it. It failed. She ended up using revenue to return $20,000 and she had nothing left. And now she sold the business. And now she's what? She sold the business. Why? Why did she sell it? I mean, after a while, the business was actually doing well, but she had to relocate to another country and she couldn't take the business with her. She was like, Dwayne, do you want? I'm like, of course. You have to really understand your um, numbers and your cash flow and your financial statements, to be honest. like Some people don't really understand their financial statements and they don't really know. Get a professional, get an accountant if that's the case. But yeah, I also believe people shouldn't take too much cash up front early on. I don't think so. Exactly. Don't do that. Aside from the 250 we took it in the beginning, I haven't taken any sort of like formal investments from anyone or any company. No, I have thought about it. I have got it on first, but I don't. When I look at my cash flow, I'm like, I don't need this money. I, I feel like it just puts you under pressure. That's true. So, what is your mission with your brand? So, I would say to be the go to brand for people outside Africa. Africa is underdeveloped continent, right? I feel like Nigeria, particularly, what I've noticed, what I've realized is a lot of other African countries come to Nigeria to buy makeup products. Nigeria alone, the Nigerian beauty industry is still very, very much underdeveloped. Now, what I want for my brand is for, you know how Nigerians look to America to buy a lot of brands, to shop. I want other continents, Asia, America, to look into Africa to start to buy makeup products, start to shop. That is where I want Diddy Beauty to be. Yeah, I want every woman that wears their Diddy Beauty to be really confident about themselves. You know, I usually say it this way, you know, there's a way you walk into a room when you you know you're looking pretty, you know you look pink. You walk into a room and everyone is looking at you. But at some point when everyone is looking at you, you're confused, you're like, oh, is as my lipstick smudged or is my eyebrow one eyebrow not there or do I just look amazing? I don't want you to believe that maybe like your lipstick has smudged. Because your wearing did beauty, it's not gonna smudge, it's smudge proof. Your mascara is waterproof. So I want you to be the other side. Like, yeah, I look tang. Nothing is wrong with my makeup. Everyone is looking at me because I look stunning. That is what I want every woman wearing Diddy Beauty to feel like. Confidence level on 1,000%. That makes a lot of sense. So what is your favorite product from your line? I know everyone will be expecting me to say the browsing, but it's the lip gloss for sure. It's like... Everyday lip gloss, put it in my bag. I have like two different shades in my bag every day. It's moisturizing, it's hydrating, it's long lasting, it's very pigmented. It's the best thing I've ever used when it comes to lip gloss. I'm sorry. So I, I may, I have, um, we actually have 17 colors of nude, just nude. And this is because when I walk into Walmart or Target or any or Ulta or Sephora, I find myself swatching different shades of nudes to actually suit my skin color or my undertone. And that's why I created 17 different shades of nudes because there's so many undertones. You have different shades of foundation for different undertones and different, you know, shades color of people what about lipstick they also have undertones there's some nude lipsticks that don't match my skin tone that's why i created 17 so like it doesn't matter what skin tone you have or what undertone you just have to find one 
that matches you. So it would definitely be the lip gloss. Nice, yeah. Lip gloss is like a must-have in every beauty kit or travel kit. It's a very important makeup product for me anyways. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you would like to say to Black women in terms of beauty? So I see that... I think this one thing that really bothers me about the beauty industry and Black women is that, you know, they're always you know complaining about or um, black women are not recognized black women they're not testing for black women you know making products for black women i just want to say to all the black women out there to not focus on these things anymore and be the ones that are making these changes Mm. be the ones that are you know focusing on these things and making these products for themselves because i always wonder i'm a black woman I realized that the brow pencil doesn't suit my skin. I made it. Yeah. Right. So I feel like we're spending so much time on, oh, they don't do this for black women. You are a black woman. Do it. No, I think this is the time that women are changing the narrative and we're creating our own tables and we're creating our own, we're catering to ourselves. Narrative has changed from why aren't they doing it to how can we create our own spaces? Exactly. So I want to see more of that. The less of the, oh, they're not doing this, they're not doing that. Yes, they're not doing this. And stop reminding them that they're not doing it. Let's do it. For sure. So it's been lovely having you. Thank you very much for coming on to the show. And we can't wait to see what's next with DD Beauty. Thank you for having me. Right. And that's it for another episode of The Ren Africane Show. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to The Ren Africane Show. Make sure you tune into the next episode. Follow us on Instagram at Ren.Africane, Twitter, RenAfricane underscore, TikTok, RenAfricane LTD. Facebook Ren Africaine and make sure you check our website out www.renafricaine.com <music>